Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to the VMXL podcast, the channel where we bring to you our content uninterrupted. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. This month, we sit down with Alex Pruden, CEO of privacy blockchain company, Alio. We learn more about the company, what ZKP or zero knowledge proofs are, as well as ZPrize and the impact it has on the world. Stay tuned. All right. Welcome, everyone. My name is Steph Chan, and I am VP of Marketing here at VMXL. And today I am joined with Alex Pruden, CEO of Alio. Welcome, Alex, and thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks. It's a pleasure to be here. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and give us a brief overview of Alio? Yeah, so I'm the CEO of Alio, as you introduced. Um, I've been at Alio for about three years. Um, before that, I was at uh, A16Z. I was an investor. And then before that, I was getting my graduate degree at Stanford. Before all that, I got into crypto actually in my U.S. Army career. I was a U.S. Army officer for almost 10 years and got interested in Bitcoin and decentralized technologies working in the Middle East. Um, yeah, so that's a little bit about me. Uh, and then Alio is a company building a new layer one blockchain uh, that is really integrating zero knowledge cryptography, which is some you know breakthrough tech that really enables both you know a privacy preserving computation alongside custom logic. So we're integrating that zero knowledge cryptography at kind of every level of our new layer one blockchain stacks. So we have mm -hmm. a new consensus layer. We have a virtual machine that enables people to do privacy preserving computation. And then we have a new language called Leo, which is how developers basically write and deploy programs on our on our blockchain. So that's a very high level overview of what we do. And okay. uh, yeah. That's awesome. Can you tell us a little bit more about the vision and the mission of Alio? Totally. Yeah. So we I feel really passionately that, you know, blockchain technology is going to change the internet. I think blockchain technology will do for finance what the internet did for uh, data, right? And it, it connects, like the internet connected us, you know, regardless of borders, I think, and it's amazing to see the communities that have grown because of that. I think mm -hmm. the same opportunity is possible for finance using blockchain technology. The problem today is that the way blockchains have been architected is all of the data on chain is fully transparent for anyone to search and see, right? So, so if you want to take your salary and, you know, a stable coin, for example, like I can just go to your address and see what your salary is and see also where you work and also like anyone you may have ever paid for any reason from that account and any other account that you was associated with it. Right. So this this level of radical transparency, unfortunately, I think really hinders commercial use cases for blockchain technology. It prevents us from being able to take it from really being able to create finance 2.0. Because if we think about how finance works, like you know, if I send you money right now on Venmo, mm -hmm. you know, like it doesn't necessarily have to be public. Or if I send you a bank wire, like mm -hmm. the world doesn't see that amount, right? Right. And so I think what we're really, our goal here is to be able to introduce privacy preserving computation into this mm -hmm. already existing permissionless programmable system, right? Mm -hmm. And that to me is really going to be the key unlock because it gives you the ability to do, it's like simple payments is a good example. We've already talked about the financial use cases, but also things like identity, like mm -hmm. your ability to just like have a digital identity that you can use to authenticate for various services. I mean, honestly, this is a problem that's not even solved in web two, right? Like mm -hmm. think about applying for a visa somewhere. Typically mm -hmm. you have to scan your passport and just send it over email, right? <laughs> and like, like, you know, imagine if you had, if you had an, an actual digital identity that you could right. be able to authenticate with, and, and, you know, and feel confident that your data was secure, right? So these are the kind of things that we were really motivated by when we were building Alio. 
Yeah, that's awesome. And personally, I used to work in finance. So when I first learned about blockchain, I was like, ah, this makes sense. But trust and privacy has always been that big hurdle to get over. So speaking of which, how does Alio's technology differ from other blockchain platforms? Like what are some of the unique advantages that someone would go to Alio for ZK? Yeah, so it's the only platform that is simultaneously permissionless, privacy preserving, and programmable, right? So like there's there there are other projects that use zero knowledge proofs um, that actually don't have privacy, for example. Like in the in traditional Ethereum world, a lot of there's a lot of approaches around the, this concept called a ZK rollup. Mm-hmm. And I actually hate the term ZK rollup because it's quite a misnomer because ZK is short for zero knowledge. And zero knowledge as it's academically defined is a, of a requirement of a proof system where the prover or the verifier can, ver- can, can see that a statement is true, but they can't see what the statement is, right? That's the definition of zero knowledge. Mm-hmm. And in CK rollups, they actually, the, the, the reason they're used is actually because these proofs are generally smaller in size than all of the transactions they're proving. And so mm-hmm. there's, there's a succinctness property here that ZK rollups take advantage of. They basically batch a bunch of transactions into a smaller blob and then use that for scalability reasons, but it's not privacy preserved, right? So even though they're using ZK technology, they're actually not using the ZK part of the ZK, of the ZK right. starts, right? right. Um, so that's one example on one side. And then on the other side, you have projects like Zcash, which I think mm-hmm. really deserves a lot of credit for pioneering a lot of the early work in ZK Snarks and how it was applied mm-hmm. in crypto. But you know, Zcash is very similar to to Bitcoin into in, in terms of what it can enable, right? And Bitcoin, I think, is amazing technology. It's got some really interesting niche use cases. Mm-hmm. But you know, if we look at again traditional finance, like payments typically or commerce is typically conducted in a currency issued by a government right and so i think this is why there's a lot of excitement around stable coins right, on ethereum right. and you can also with the you know on ethereum like a program of blockchain like that you know you can create contracts around lending and all these you can do all of this custom logic that's not really possible to do on bitcoin right and so i think mm-hmm. that's kind of where zcash is even though they do allow for private transfers it's only with a single asset right so you can't programmatically define what you want to happen with these assets or programmatically issue new assets in the same way you can on Ethereum. So that's that's where Alio comes in, right? This Alio is really taking the best of both of these worlds. And really critically, I think the other thing that often different that that I really am proud of about this is like, you know, again, I mentioned a minute ago, I got into crypto working in the Middle East, specifically mm-hmm. with Syrian refugees. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think people in that region of the world, as with a lot of regions in the world that are third world, have a keen appreciation for how quickly something could be taken away and how quickly access can be removed and how quickly the rules can change. And I think to me, that's really kind of a big part of what I'm passionate about, why I'm passionate about crypto is the permissionless nature of the software is like, we all agree on what the rules are and then no one can change them. Like programmatically, the code is the law effectively, right? right? Right. And I think, and and no one can stop me from interacting with the system. And I think, you know, like it's something we maybe take for granted in the United States or in Europe, but like a lot of places, people don't have that luxury. And I think, you know, that's one of the reasons why for Alio, what we think, you know, what differentiates a blockchain from like AWS? Well, it's the fact that I can use it in any way I choose. And I like AWS can't charge me for it and can't stop me, right? And that, you know, and like we can argue whether or not that's perfect for every use case, but I think it is what differentiates blockchains and that, and, and so therefore, Alio is uniquely a permissionless blockchain in that way. And a lot of other projects, even a few that I mentioned that are using ZK, 
don't have that property. You need to go through a server to get access to it. So I think this is something we're particularly proud of. That's awesome. So can you give me a real world use case where someone has used Alios technology and made a significant impact? Yeah, I'm, there's one I'm really excited about. So we're actually yeah. uh, entering, and, and this is actually, so we've talked a lot about crypto and Web3 and finance, but this is a use case that I think is just very much uh, solving a problem on the internet. And mm -hmm. that problem is age verification for uh, mm -hmm. content online. So yep. in, in states like California, for example, uh, kids, uh, technically it's, it's illegal without parental consent to access social media mm -hmm. under the age of 13. Mm -hmm. um, you can just imagine how effectively that's enforced, right? It's not really enforced, right? <laughs> Why is it not enforced? Well, because no one can really agree on how to enforce it, right? Like the right. you know state government doesn't want to allow Facebook or any of these social media companies to, to or Meta to take basically ownership over all this like kind of personal data for mm -hmm. kids, mm -hmm. and and therefore do that verification, you know, and and so then of course Meta's like, okay, well, how can we ensure that like this is that we're following the law so that it's ended up as being basically an unenforceable law. But I think, you know, there's obviously a lot of content online, speaking as a father of three kids. So a lot of content online that I don't want my kids to have access, unfettered access to. Yeah. And I think this age verification thing, whether it's for like a video game or whether it's for like a YouTube video or whatever, I think there's like it's a huge opportunity to solve this problem for the internet. And Alio, we built a product called ZPass, mm -hmm. which is um, which is basically a, a using zero knowledge cryptography to take an issued identity document, be it a school ID or a passport, mm -hmm. and upload that in an encrypted form to the Alio blockchain, mm -hmm. and then prove basically your age based on that issued identity document without ever revealing what your age is directly. All you're doing is proving that you're over 13 or right. over 18 or over right. 21 or under 18. If you think about like, you know, like the kids' spaces, like Roblox yeah. or something, like you maybe right. want to ensure that the only people on there are kids. You can't right. do that today. So that's that's a use case that I'm really excited about, and uh, and and it's something that I think really is going to make the internet better, not just not just Web three. Yeah, for sure. I can totally see how that it works. I mean, it's really just a yes or no question, right? Like, right. are are right. you over? Are you this age? Yes or no? That's <laughs> right. Like a very simple thing. Exactly. Um, but to do that, but to do that in a way that doesn't leak your privacy forever. Right is really difficult, right? And this is where zero knowledge cryptography, I think is really a breakthrough. And I think I think this is gonna be something that changes the internet. Yeah, for sure. And something else I feel like in what we're partnering with is ZPrize, right? So should I, I jump in? Little... Maybe, yeah, maybe I should in. just jump in and talk about ZPrize. So, okay, so yeah. I've just told everyone, we were talking about Alio. Alio is a you know, for-profit company building this, uh, this technology, which will be open source and there'll be an associated nonprofit foundation. All of that is separate from this initiative that I call ZPrize. And the Z Prize is kind of a riff on X Prize. For those of you who are familiar with the X Prize, way back, you know, it's a competition between commercial entities, um, you know, to send a rocket. Initially, the competition was about sending a rocket to space for you know the cheapest possible, for as cheap as possible, right? To try and spur the growth of the commercial space industry, right? And it was largely successful. And now we live in an age where SpaceX is like flying satellites, totally. you know, out of hundreds of times more frequently than the U than the US government, right? right? So, you know, it really bootstrapped and and spurred the the creation of the commercial space industry. And zero knowledge cryptography, as I've mentioned already, you know, has a ton of potential use cases and I think will change the internet. Now what's a challenge? Why hasn't it already done so well? It's because, you know, the key is in the last word, cryptography, right? Like mm -hmm. there's some computation that's going on as part of that process that is relatively heavyweight, 
right? And, to, and, and, and so what does that mean? It means in real world time, like some of these things take a while, right? And right. so we want to get to a place where instead of waiting minutes, we're waiting seconds or even milliseconds, right? right. And to do that, we really need to figure out ways to accelerate the proof generation and proof verification process. And, you know, and of course, like there's many different flavors, or there's different, different ways to do that. There's different techniques at the software level, at the algorithm level, at the hardware level. And ZPrize is really focused on that goal, though, is accelerating this technology to make it practical for all these real world use cases I've, I've talked about. I mean, it's already mm -hmm. practical for several of these of these use cases. But if as we get more expansive and the applications get more complex, we want these things to be able to capture even more of those. So that's really what the goal of ZPrize is, is to have a competition where people from around the world can compete for a monetary prize. And the goal of the competition is to accelerate, you know, this is a competition split into different prizes. The goal is to accelerate this or that algorithm or take this or that algorithm and apply it in hardware and make it go 10x faster, right? And really just take this like low level optimizations and, you know, bubble all those up into some end-to-end -end open source libraries that any developer the world over can take advantage of when they're using Alio or any zero knowledge proof system. That's amazing. And I love how you're making it so that more and more people can get involved, right? Because a lot of, I feel like, inventions and innovations come from your everyday people, not necessarily the big enterprises, right? Um, so I love that you're giving that platform. Um, yeah, and okay. maybe I'll, yeah. let me just say one last thing is yes. I actually like, that was one of the coolest things about, so we, this is the second year we've run ZPrize. Uh -huh. um, and this year, obviously, we're proud to partner with Theme Excel to help, you know, on the hosting for the FPGAs in particular. But last year, it was really cool because one of the winners of, of uh, one of the bigger categories was a person that had never worked in blockchains. Uh, they were working at in, they were working in NVIDIA on GPU oh, wow. architecture and big number arithmetic. And <laughs> they found out about this competition through a colleague and entered and ended up winning. And uh, oh, and now their funny. work is now their work is the basis for many much of the work that is doing happening in the competition this year, as well as in industry. It's already been adopted. And it's just really cool because like without ZPrize, like that guy would have still been working in NVIDIA, yeah. right? And like we would totally. never have known. And it's and it's I think it's a great way to showcase how like people from all over the world can contribute in ways that I think have lasting impact. I love that. That's amazing. I love these accessories. Well, it's great to chat with you. Thanks for, yeah, you you know, too, for, for the time. And I was it's yeah. great to get to know you. And I'm glad we're getting to work yeah. together. Yeah, I'm really excited. And I really appreciate you taking the time on a Friday. I hope you have a great yeah, weekend. Bye. All right. See you, Steph. Be sure to check out our blog post for a deeper dive as we include answers that Alex gives us offline. And the best way to learn more about Alio is to go to their website at www.alio.org. That's A-L-E-O.org. They have plenty of content describing their technology as well as blog posts that explains use cases, documentation, and a community server on Discord. To get updates on X, you can follow them at Alio HQ or Alex Pruden at APruden08. And if you're interested in ZK, like I am, the best way to stay up to date with ZPrize is to check out their website at zprize.io. Follow them on X at Z underscore prize. Links in show notes. Thank you so much for listening and making it all the way till the end. We hope this episode was as informational and educational for you as it was for us. 
Be sure to follow us on all our social media at VMAccel. That's V-M-A-C-C-E-L. You can also sign up for our newsletter and get early access to our resource hub by visiting our website at www.vmxl.com. Until the next episode, take care.